0: Can I build wealth and still have my lattes? Yeah, sure you can. Maybe. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving
1: forward together with the Decker team.
0: So we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, and tools that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone, to turn our house into home and where our families thrive. Ken Decker. Yeah. And you. In this episode, what we're going to learn is that sometimes we can save a whole lot of money, grow a whole lot of wealth by simply eliminating the unnecessary. Okay. And maybe a latte is necessary. (laughs) So, you know, there's a, there's so much debate, I think around the latte. A lot of people say you got to cut out your latte so you can save that money. And it is in your book, in the wealth formula in our book, I guess, because who's kidding who we did co-collaborate on it. Mm -hmm. Right. That that's really intended If you're beyond your means, if you're upside down, then you want to potentially find every dime that you can to eliminate those expenses. Whereas if you're in good shape financially and you're living below your means or you've increased your income, then having a latte is okay.
1: Yeah, we don't want to be like joy suckers, you know, like if having a coffee brings you joy, if sitting in a little coffee shop with a friend talking and having a beverage brings you joy, then do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, there are other ways to save money. Other than cutting out the latte. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so some of those ways are one one that we've done for multiple, multiple years is we we went into uh, the TD Bank, who we banked with. We also banked with other banks, but that's that one yeah. is our, our basic checking account. And if we keep more than five thousand dollars in there, every so that never let it drop below five thousand, it does two things: a, we always have money in the account, we feel good. Right. B, we don't pay the service fee for the account, which is twenty nine ninety five or something like that. So that's basically $360 a year. And over the
0: course of 10 years, that's 3600 3, That's a lot of money now.
1: You can buy a lot of coffees with that if you wanted to. Exactly. If you chose, that's if, you, the, if that's yeah. what you want. Um, or you can invest it. Um, the other thing it does is we never pay for overdraft because our account never goes negative. Right, and if it does go below the five thousand, which I think it's done like three times in the last ten years, made a little oopsie on my timing on things, uh, then we pay twenty nine ninety five. Right,
0: and so really the conversation today is: what are the habits of those that are building wealth or have built? At a fair bit of wealth, whether the wealth is for giving away, whether it's for generations following, whether it's for retirement, like whatever the purpose of the wealth is, supporting others in other countries now or supporting others in our country here, whatever the point is to create wealth, there are certain habits that probably exist. Mm-hmm. And so they're identifiable, they're easy to, to see once you tap into what they are and one of them is so simple it's really just a matter of watching the unnecessary spending. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're using the example of a bank account it's unnecessary to pay $30 a month for a basic checking account as long as you keep your money in order. Right.
1: Yeah, and another one would be take a look at your bank or your Visa card, your Mastercard, whatever credit cards you have. And look for those auto payments that maybe aren't appropriate anymore. Maybe there's a software you bought once and it's set on auto renewal and then you get a charge of, you know, 300 bucks uh, for the year it just happened to me and you didn't mm. really want to use it anymore you stopped no. using that software and you couldn't really get a full refund even could no, you i got most you got some of it back
0: and i thought i'd already handled it i mean i knew yeah. it was coming i watched it because right after i bought it a year ago i wish i hadn't but i was committed so i knew i was out a year's worth and then it became a second year's worth and it was like uh so as soon as I saw the charge, I let them know. And they did, with a service fee, they did release me because they could see I hadn't used it in
1: 11 and a half months. <laughs> um, you know, in other places, look on there. Like We just, we just found a, a software for um, a website, Wix, monthly charge on our account. I don't know how many months it's been going on there, and we haven't used it in quite a long time, and we don't use that website anymore. So we need to get that one canceled. That one's an active one. Right. They're bearing are our soul here on I the know. radio. Well,
0: and and it's okay because none of us are past the ability. The more you track, the more you look at your bills every month, and we're pretty in tune with what's going out, and it's still easy for something to slip, or I see it, and I think he's already using it or still using it or vice versa. So simply being aware of what those are, auto charges are and then making sure it's the appropriate auto charge because we had some for our google drive and is it too large could we actually do with a lesser plan Mm. because there's lots of great free plans and there's different sizes of plans and sometimes we think we need a certain thing and we really don't so really the point here is just eliminate or reduce unnecessary, especially the auto stuff.
1: Yeah, like even Dropbox is another one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, as soon as you have a free account, as soon as you reach the limit in your account, they send you messages, oh, you've reached your limit, it's not going to sink anymore, it's not working, you need to pay X amount of money. And we've had administrators take out our credit card and pay for an increase when we don't even use it on a regular basis. It was a one-time thing. Right. So. Watching stuff like that is huge. Mm -hmm. You can save money by paying your credit card balance every month. That's a lot of money that goes out in interest if you miss it.
0: Right. And a conversation that has to be had when we're talking credit cards is study after study, analysis after analysis shows that if you use credit cards, you chances are you spend more than you would if you weren't using a credit card. If yeah, you were credit using or cash, even debit. Your debit. Yeah, credit or debit. Whereas if you're using cash, although it's not popular anymore or not very popular anymore, actually reduces how much you spend in the first place Mm. often. Now, then I hear the whole debate, well, I get points on my card and I can get free groceries and I can't. So you've got to find what works for you. And the point here is the wealthy analyze and those that are building wealth analyze what they're doing and make a conscious decision rather than just let it happen to them. Rather Mm. than letting the cultural norms just take off with them because we've been in both camps right we we were those people that just let cultural norms dictate how we were going to live rather than making conscious decision
1: yeah the other place that uh is kind of obscure it's the wealthy look at what things cost them for instance their investments what's the management fee on an investment is it three percent or is it one percent a 1% difference can make a big difference in your income over the years. Uh, or is it tax? Um, how is what's
0: it right? taxed? Yeah. Tax, like how is it yeah.
1: taxed? What's, what's your tax implications of how you house it? Like, um, We just had our financial planner, Colin, come in. And, and the difference in the next 20 years is millions of dollars by watching those two things. Which is like unbelievable. Then two things, just repeat them. Yeah, your fees and your tax implications. Like you said, we need to top up our TFSAs. You're allowed up to 81500 each right now in your in TFSAs in total, since the, total since the inception. Yeah. That can make a huge tax implication. So anyways, auto waste is the opposite of auto investing. And we're grateful that we're your partners in moving forward in developing wealth, wisdom, and worth. Yet, is wanting more income a bad thing? Well, if you're
0: overspending, more is not going to help. You mean I might just spend more? Well, isn't that typically what we see? Okay. Right? The person that's good with a little does wise decision-making with a little bit usually does the same with a lot. hmm right? And so we're excited that we have been able to create for you free access to over 503 episodes where you get insight on real estate, insider tips, building wealth, making amazing decisions, both in investing and in life. And the great news is you can get access to them from home, from the office, or on the go. And in this episode, we're just going to discover that there's much, much more to building wealth than doing without. Suffering truly is optional for many of us.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you used to keep money in the bank. You used to always want a certain amount of money in the bank. Yeah,
0: minimum. I got my minimum standard. Now my minimum's gone up a little bit, but I like a minimum 30K in the bank because then when there's an emergency of car breaking or something I wasn't anticipating, I only have – that crisis, whatever that thing is, and there's not so much suffering. And then the other nice thing with it is when you've got that much sitting there, you've got your emergency fund, your cushion all handled, and it also lets the momentary pleasures, if I so choose, not be a hardship and not have pain associated to what might be a joy.
1: Mm If I want to
0: take a friend out for lunch or... Not so much buy a new sweater because i got lots of new sweaters. You're the sweater guy and the dress guy. Not for you.
1: <laughs> for me. Actually, I don't buy you sweaters. You buy me jackets and dresses. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and so how do we increase our earning potential? Because that's one of the, the second way that the wealthy build wealth is increase the amount of income they get. Yeah. Um, and a wise person once told me, you know, he said – what I want you to do is learn on your time and earn on my time. So I don't want to have to pay you to learn something. I want you to learn and then come and bring value to me. And then you're more valuable. There's nothing like becoming so valuable that when you ask for a raise, they want to give you a raise. Because they don't want to lose you. They don't want you to, want to,
0: leave. to And you know what? Sometimes I have found those that have – learned on their own time without prodding, and without pushing, they just see where there's a hole or where there's a need, they go to do it. They don't even have to ask for a raise. It voluntarily is given. Yeah. I've done that many times. I see the effort, I see the energy they've put in and what value they're bringing to the table that they didn't bring when they first started. Right. And so, you want they might to, get a promotion. Well, promotions, raises, because maybe it's not changing the position. Maybe it's just changing the value in the position.
1: It yeah. could be both, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I had a conversation with a lady a couple of months ago who listened to our show. And she called in to talk about um, her position in the government. And she was overqualified for a position. And she had spent too much time there without asking or looking for a different role, a different position, a different elevation and pay raise. So it was getting her kind of stuck because now she was overqualified for almost everything in the next levels and she hadn't been asking. So she was at an entry level income and could have been significantly higher. And she broke through the, the, the mindset we talked about it you know where what was her mindset and it was around how could she earn more than her parents earned and why was she worthy to do that and i explained that her parents would actually want her to do that and she had already actually after hearing the show applied for a higher position i haven't heard how it went but uh Yeah, so that was exciting to hear. Right, So
0: sometimes we have to get out of our comfort zone or almost, as I would say it, I get to so often get out of my own way to let those things that could happen for me, even in terms of earning more income or investing in better choices, I get to get out of my own way.
1: Right. We had another person who joined our office, actually. Mm -hmm. He was a a bus driver, full-time bus driver and basically loved real estate, got into real estate and he made a significant amount of money extra for his family until he retired from the bus. And then he continued to sell. Mm. So beautiful thing.
0: Right. So sometimes if you're thinking, well, I don't know that I want two jobs. I think that's too hard. Maybe a second job is a good solution for a period of time, whether it's to clean up debt, that's been ailing you and it's stopping you from being able to invest or whether it's to build up enough income or money to be able to invest for the first time. Right. Right? So a short term um, cost to get a long term gain is something the
1: wealthy with a wealthy mindset do frequently. Right. And maybe it's changed careers. You know, we had a, another agent I'm thinking of who was a high school teacher and decided that she wanted love real estate got into real estate and after a couple of years of part time real estate found that mm, I'm making more money here part time than I am full time in teaching school and she in the last couple of years left her position at school and is working full time real estate Earning more than double what she was earning.
0: Right. And for her, her love was the teaching and she still loves teaching. But now she's simply teaching adults rather than kids. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're thinking, I need some more information, I need some more insight, you might just want to pick up a copy of the wealth formula if you haven't already done that. Uh, You can get a Kindle version. I am coercing Ken. Yeah, I'm actually going to do that into creating an audible version because I think for many of us we like to listen, and it's a story. One of our associates um, that we work with in the speaking realm, he just bought the book a few days ago, and he said it reads like a best-selling novel. It's not a financial book, and yet the financial principles are falling into place. So it's not dreary if you haven't read it yet. It's quite a fun book to read.
1: Well and that's kind of wraps around the learning, right? Buy yeah. some books. You don't necessarily have to go back to school, but maybe you want to. Maybe you want to go to night school and get that degree or diploma that you always wanted or or the next level, you know, your masters or your PhD. You can do that in the evenings while you're working. And that may just increase your future income.
0: Yeah. So challenge, we have a challenge for everybody, don't we?
1: Mm -hmm. Our challenge is spend one hour this week, schedule it, stop all the distractions. In other words, the TV's off, the computer's off, the phone's not in the room, the door is closed, the family's not coming in. You're going to spend one hour with a sheet of paper and a pen and write down different ideas. Brainstorm with yourself about how you can increase your income. And maybe if you have a partner, do that separately and then come together and discuss the different ideas. That's our challenge. So thanks for the privilege of growing alongside you because we're passionate about helping each other be positioned for a generational legacy. Why is it that some people are so lucky? Because
0: luck happens when preparedness meets opportunity. So we're excited that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only buying, selling, investing over 3,117 times, coming alongside to build your faith, build your finances, build your fun, and even flourish, strengthen, and heal inside relationships. What about really? build muscles? Oh, build muscles too. Your fitness, build your <laughs> fitness, your fabulousness. Yeah. Yeah. And really 30 years of building your life, your wealth and your home in this episode what we're going to explore is how to start looking for the opportunity which will help you create the luck that ken was talking about
1: yeah maybe you don't believe in luck i don't yeah but they call it luck
0: i know because it looks like luck it's like why do they always get the opportunities why does that always happen for them
1: because they're looking for them and they're prepared for them
0: When they find them.
1: I love the saying, oh, they're an overnight success. (laughs) Yeah, 20 years of hard work and suddenly you notice that they're successful. Exactly. That's hilarious.
0: One of the times that we kind of got this landed in our psyche that it was about looking for the opportunity is the kids were little. Mm -hmm. We went to Florida And we were looking for sand dollars. And we thought sand dollars was a pretty good story to share because it's about the dollars. About finding dollars. About finding dollars. Now, they were sand dollars. However, we were on the beach and we were looking and looking and looking. And other people
1: were walking by with like 10, 10, 15. 15. Yeah, and they're going, look what we found. And we're going, how'd you find it? We can't find any of this. And we couldn't.
0: Because we didn't know what we were looking for. Yeah. We, we were, were looking for sand dollars. Right. Rather than the opportunity to discover where the sand dollar was.
1: Yeah. And then after a few days of walking the beach and getting up earlier and earlier thinking we're, <laughs> we're yeah. other people are taking them all so we can't get them. And that wasn't even the case. Somebody showed us what they looked like. And it was just a little, little... I don't want to call it an impression, but it was an extension of the sand. The sand had a wee little raise in it.
0: Not even very noticeable until you knew that that's what you were looking for.
1: And then buried underneath that slight hump in the sand.
0: Was a sand dollar? Exactly. And then I think we came home with 50. Like it was crazy. We finally said enough. We were giving 10 away to this person and that person because they were having the same struggle we were having. And so whether we're talking about sand dollars or we're looking for investments, being prepared in advance of the looking, putting some money aside. We've talked in other segments about earning extra income for a period of time. So you have an investment account. Mm
1: hmm. Not a savings account. No. Because people understand that savings accounts are to buy things like buy a car, buy a big TV, buy couches, whatever. That's a what savings account. Or for a rainy account, day. Yeah. Whereas an investment account, really you shouldn't underspend it. It's for investing. So if you utilize that money, it's to buy an investment that's going to go up in value.
0: Right. Rather than uh, an item. I was going to say an asset, but is it really an asset if it depreciates? could be an appreciating asset. Huh?
1: That's what accountants call it. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Kiyosaki says it's not an asset at all. Right. So like a looking for
0: right so looking for things that go up in value and increase, we're not talking about you can't have some little luxuries and some pleasures. You got to decide what works for you and what's a fit for you in that regard. And yet this account, like it's a great distinction, is an investment account. Until we got a tithing account first, Mm -hmm. and then we got an investing account well, right after the savings account, because at first we saved for the purpose of spending or save for the purpose of paying off all the accumulated debt we have. Mm-hmm. Once we got those two under control, then we opened a new account for investing. And then we also had a fun account, which was kind of fun.
1: And when she says accounts, they're not necessarily all bank accounts. We're talking like envelopes or jars or pieces of paper with the amount written on it and stuck in a jar so we didn't have you know, thousands of dollars kicking around in the house.
0: Right. Some people prefer, though, to use the separate bank accounts. And I think it's totally fine. Divide them out when you bring in the money. We found often because Just our income. make sure income, those
1: accounts don't cost
0: you money. Well, I know. We talked about that already. <laughs> is we found because we are, our income fluctuates so much, sometimes from zero to significant, we found a percentage work better than a dollar allocation. For some people, a dollar allocation. So the logistics of how you do it is less important than that you do it. You find mm-hmm. the formula or the system that works
1: for you. Right. And when we talked about being prepared, one of the things is if you're thinking about an investment in real estate, whether it's your personal residence or you want to buy something, you're live living part of it, rent part of it out, or you want to buy an investment property – Uh, Part of being prepared is having that consultation with us to decide what it looks like, when it might look like it, how we might do it, all those things we talk about during the consultation. So I'm going to encourage you, if this sounds like you, to pick up the phone and dial 613-860-4663. And we'd be delighted to sit down with you for an hour or so and talk about your wealth building plans.
0: Because yeah, what we do know is it's not a one size fits all strategy. I mean, the wealth formula is a great place to start. It will give you the basic framework, take you from the beginning of having upside down debt. You might find yourself near the beginning of the book. You might find relation to it near the middle of the book, or it might be near the end of the book, or maybe you've already accomplished everything in the book and it's a gift for someone else because part of passing on wealth is also helping others do what you did
1: mm-hmm. so once you're prepared. Now let's let's talk. How do we find ways of finding opportunity? Like we have a client who bless their soul, both of them. I think it's once every two days. I get a text. Can you can you pull the the finances on this investment property? Can you tell me whether that's tenant occupied or vacant or or owner occupied? And I love it because. They're looking, scouring the market for something not necessarily that's a deal, but they can turn into a deal based on their opportunity thinking of what they can change that property into.
0: Right. So if it was a great, great Uh, deal chances are there's a whole lot of people wanting it and then all of a sudden it's not a deal anymore right right and so it's to look for that thing that maybe looks obscure maybe doesn't look fantastic but you can see the opportunity in it like Mm -hmm. a single family home that's located in an area and the floor plan is such that it would be really easy to do convert to a
1: duplex yeah
0: that's one example
1: exactly and so where do you find some of these opportunities join a mastermind join a club you know like read just be on the search yeah
0: yeah absolutely because if you're not on the search i can pretty much promise you even if the opportunity showed up you wouldn't recognize
1: it no like we looked at an apartment building i thought oh i can't afford that but then i talked to a friend and he said oh yeah i'm going on that with you so Suddenly, now we're partners, and we can afford an eighteen-unit apartment building with the cash that we had for the down payment, right? Right.
0: So, partnership could be a great idea. Mm. So, what is your one of your favorite quotes?
1: Well, I just made it up actually. I made it up today. Favorite
0: own quote? Yeah,
1: don't wait for opportunity to knock. Open doors, looking for opportunity. We're honored to be your advocates on the journey of building wealth through real estate and a life exponential. Moving forward
0: with the Decker Team Moving forward together with the Decker Team